Hey friends, Jesse here. We're very sorry we're a day or so late on this one. During the recording session that makes up uh, episode 22, which is going to be this one, and 23, the one after that, uh, two of our microphones more or less destroyed themselves, and uh, some other equipment started to behave very badly. This show runs on donated time and borrowed equipment, and some of it finally gave up the ghost. We kind of knew a little bit this was happening during the session, but it was also one of the most like, powerful and emotionally charged sessions that the game has had so far, and there was no safely stopping it and without potentially risking the show. So we crossed our fingers and hoped that it would work out, and uh, it was a lot harder to uh, get anything decent out of it than even I thought. So... Uh, the good news is, is that I was able to fix it to the point that it is listenable, uh, but you are going to experience a drop in the vocal quality in the second half after Colin comes back for the middle bit. Uh, it'll, it'll come and go. Uh, certain microphones and certain things were worse than others, and so uh, those sections are going to sound a lot more like we sounded a year ago before we had uh, better equipment. Uh, we're very sorry. Um, we do want to thank you for your support, and uh, for most of you, I mean, it's it's it, it is listenable. It's just going to sound a little bit tinny um, because in the end, uh, we merged a couple of the microphone signals together to get something that uh, didn't actively sonically hurt. Um, okay, that's enough for me. I uh, just wanted to let you know um, that you, this is that that was that was coming up, and that you you were going to experience that. Uh, uh, thanks for your support. I'm going to stop talking. Uh, here we go. Previously on Champions of the Earth. Uh, you sweep the legs as Chestnut kind of turns, goes, hey Mel, wow, and falls, ow, Mel, why'd you just do that? Takes the camera and takes no. the, the tape out oh. and just walks away. Well, Mel, well, oh my, no one likes you and you're not very cool. This world will end. And the clock is ticking. You know, I've heard that a lot. You have such potential. If only you'd pay more attention, try harder, be better. Fuck this. And I leave. At some point we fought enough monsters and fought each other and been through some shit and had some conversations and at some point I know a little, like maybe like 1%. You don't know anything about me, Nico. Not yet. I want to do this because I haven't done anything worthwhile yet. That's what you said when you first powered it on. Did I? You did. Mm. Doesn't sound like me. You are the most afraid person to try anything. If we don't go get them, a boy is going to die. I don't want that on my conscience. Do you? And like she uh, turns so that her back is to them. Just, just afraid. Your friends aren't your friends. One of them, one of them I can sense it. This is what I have to tell you, Olive. The people tied to you, Olive. One of them is black. One of them is, is foul. Just kind of toxicity. Something unearthly.
Champions of the Earth. All of space has gone from sheer panic to extreme confusion right, back to sheer panic. Pulls out her crossbow, sticks it in the bird's face. No, 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 And the bird disapparates into mist and appears before everyone as a blue-skinned, white-haired, beautiful young man in green and glittered raiments as he appears on a branch and he bows. Well, I expected us to have a bit grander nuptials, a bit of a more of an announcement, but I suppose it's a, a pleasure to meet y'all. Mel still has her crossbow pointed at, did you do this to her? And points you at her palm. Did no, I? Mel, Mel, Put look her. at her, look at her. I think. Martha, shut the fuck up for I... once in your goddamn life. You're such a bully. You are such a bully and you never think and never look at anyone else. M Mel punches Martha in the face. Huxley is going to get in between that. Martha doesn't do anything. Okay, your fist is flying at Martha's face, then it's a roll-off between you two. Go for it. Cool. 23. That beats me. So, Huxley, you're managed to stand there, well, or you get popped in the face. No, you can grab her arm. That for a 23, I Yeah, I you for a 23, that. he grabs your hand. Whoa, 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 everybody. This is not need for violence. I'd let go right now if I were you. We are all really hot-headed right now, and I can't believe I'm saying let this, but- me. Huxley let, her, go, but Huxley let her go immediately. We gotta Didn't stop. Didn't have a point made. We gotta stop arguing with ourselves. Any of us, right now. We are in a dangerous fucking place. And I don't know who the fuck you are, man, but that is a teenage girl, and she is not anybody's fiance. I, yeah, that's what I was trying to find out, if you would just let me fucking attempt to do something instead of assuming that it was gonna go wrong. Fuck you, Martha. Guy, fuck you, Huxley. Mel, please. We can't fight right now. This place will eat us. Says the man who tried to take a flaming war hammer to the face in the ground. I like that. The hypocrisy monster, makes me sick. Tempers are very high, and I understand. But the point is, you're not wrong. This is a very dangerous place to be. Uh, Root, we are happy to leave your forest. No arguments here. Yeah, none. You. Yes, me, understood. We're going to just go ahead and scoot along. Let's everyone just move along as the opening in the forest kind of close, opens up and you can see kind of light coming through and a path indeed does lead straight out of these woods. Tell me you're going to be explaining any of this to us. I made this choice of sound and sensible mind. Did you do that to her? No, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I promise that I know what I'm doing and I made this choice. I believe you. I believe you too. I, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm asking him if he did that to you. I know I, what that is. Did I propose my love? No, that's, that's a binding mark. Of course it is. All engagement we, rings are. 
keep talking. Olive? We have a deal. I will explain, but right now, Esmond Chong is the most important thing that we need to get to. Why? He's a creepy asshole. Olive, why way. is he so important? I don't we, understand. We I, came all this way. He's a person. We can't just leave him, though. If you didn't like him, you shouldn't have stepped there. We talked about this. I didn't want to. I wasn't lying about what I said to the face. Right. I honestly don't remember what that all was. All right, let's move. Let's move. I hope you don't consider me rude if I return to being a bird. Can I ask a quick question? Absolutely. Trials? Yes. So you know how they work? Well, trial is a bit of a complicated term here. When we say trial, it's really more of a have you transgressed? In which case, yes. In which case, you're executed. Well, what did he do? Use their magic. But like, well, how could he do that? He stumbled through the same circle that you all did. He ended up in a similar place as you. How I'm afraid I maybe wasn't entirely honest. Perhaps didn't tell everyone everything. But you should know, technically, you've transgressed as well. Great. But, don't worry. How? We didn't use your magic. Technically, just being here is a bit of a transgression. But, the great news is, the six of us can make our way to the castle. We can make it inside. We can get your friend, Esmond. And we can get him out. And then you get your bride. I told you guys we shouldn't fucking come here. Where? We have to stay together. Let's all go. I think a marriage might be a wonderful way to celebrate saving a life. I'm really only concerned about saving my own right now. Understandable. Let's Predictable. save all of your lives. I will keep trying until I succeed, Martha. Martha manifests her shield, looks at you, and then looks back. Let's keep going. You think that's gonna stop me? Yes. <laughs> I made a mistake. And Hyde becomes a bird and flutters along the trail. You are all walking as the woods kind of open up and that kind of orange orb, which you can now really see is the moon is actually starting to reach closer to the horizon. I look back at Olive with like, uh, I like watch that, uh, does he fly ahead or does he fly to Olive? He flies ahead. Like, Olive is just standing there, uh, her eyes are down and she looks a little deflated. And uh, yeah, Nico, Nico like catches your eyes. He, he looks right back at you. He's not being like subtle about it at all. Yeah. Um, it's like hand dog in the rain look. And he like, he just sort of, how long did you know him before you made this call? I'm not trying to question it, I just. I shouldn't have asked him to let you guys come. Now I've doomed all of you. But I thought that if we were all together, we would be able to figure it out. 
Olive. We can. And we will. Martha doesn't say anything, but she just like looks back and then she's got the cold iron dagger. I don't need to kill anyone here. Not to kill. I take the knife and I just say, I like what you said in the grove. I thought it was beautiful. And she walks ahead. Huxley falls in line somewhere between Nico and Martha. You get a bunch of taps on your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he grabs your hand right back and says, don't worry, babe. Nico just looks deeply deflated. He's just really deflated. This whole thing, people fighting amongst each other and not being able to punch the thing, and then this, fiance. Nico's extremely deflated. Bella's last glaring daggers at the back of the head of every single one of them. And that panther is right next to you. It's dawn, at least, and it would be. The sun that rises is black. The dusky sky is turning red. And the trees, the light, it all starts to invert once again as the anti-light from the sun turns everything close to it dark and everything on the opposite side colored. You can get a distinct sense that everything here is an inverted kind of palette, a negative to your world's positive. Uh, you do see your butterfly come soaring down and you can kind of see it circling. It's not lighting on anything, but it's definitely got you firmly as its focal point, as it circles. There's some hillsides, the rolling mountains, and um, a column of smoke up ahead over the next hillside. Assuming you continue to walk as you cross over that hillside, you see uh, an actual, it's, uh, it's a tavern. It's kind of a, a walled little enclosure. You're probably feeling a bit fatigued. It's been a lot in every direction. In, uh, in Lord of the Rings, they stop at things like this. You like, uh, you like lie down and get some sleep. Good, uh, what do you think, bird? I refuse to call him by name. <laughs> How did he, what was his name? Hi. I refuse to call him by name. Alright. <laughs> the bird uh, kind of tilts his head and he's like, well, it's going to be at least a day or two more till we get to the court. I suppose, I mean, you should rest. Uh, I, I don't have to. That's <laughs> one of my little perks. What we're asking, Hyatt, is that is that tavern going to cause us more problems than it's worth? Or should we find some dirt to sleep? I haven't been here recently. I mean... Well, you don't have any currency on you, do you, Hyde? Oh, like, like money? No, that's purely a human idea. All right, let's just go to this tavern. What... If we're going to stay there... Wait, What wait, do they take for... Wait, wait, And Nico gets sort of like a panicked look on his face. What about what Mel said? We shouldn't be making deals. We're all going to get married yeah. to fucking birds. I, I'm not. Uh, maybe we shouldn't go in the tavern. Maybe I'm wrong. Nico just. He, he, the rest of you walk. Nico looks uncomfortable, like a dude who just realized he's in a sewer. Like he just doesn't. He's 
likes this place less and less every second he's here. Mel just stops and like looks at Nico, just like, can you trust me for once? Like, can anybody just trust me for once? Like, I know That's all Fairy... I'm doing, Mel. I... No, you're not. I know Faye rules better than any of you. And I'm taking your advice. and leaves and goes up to the front of the, like the tavern I assume it has like a front desk-ish type of situation. I mean, there's a door. Knocks on the door. The door swings open. Uh, there is a, uh, a very tall, uh, blue-faced, angular uh, gentleman who kind of looks smells and goes, oh, come in, come in. And he kind of gestures in the noise that is coming out of this place is a cacophony. Unlike anything you could ever heard or possibly imagine. No, nope, It is here's truly a crazy sound. Here's exactly how you imagine it, because you can see where the noise is coming from. On the stage of this lively tavern. No, we don't walk in. No. No, no. Okay. Is it safe for humans to enter this establishment? Will any harm come to us if we do? Your own life is your own life. I don't know the future. That's not an answer. You have to tell me the truth. I'm asking if there's anything here that actively wishes us harm. Why would I tell you the truth? Of course I tell you the truth. Welcome to my tavern. Me, Come in or come out. Do you serve humans? I haven't in a f century or two, but it's been a hot moment since we've seen any humans. I suppose we do. Do, do we serve humans? Do we, do, we, do we serve human? No, we don't have any on the menu. No, I mean, do we do we welcome them into what? Uh, of course, of course. I don't know. Can they pay in kind? Can you pay in kind? What does that mean? Well, we're a rather entertaining tavern. We like to be entertained. Can you entertain us? Probably. Yes. Absolutely. Fantastic, then. Martha comes in. I don't like it. Huxley goes in. Mel, can I talk to you? It's okay. Um, uh, Huxley waits just a second and he turns to Nico first. Yeah, I like, know. Nico's Nico's standing at the doorway, really uncomfortable with the whole situation, and, and, and he locks eyes with you. Huxley's like, be honest. How much is this not like those metal albums that you and Taki lent me? The album cover wasn't gonna steal my soul, man. I mean, they like said it was gonna, but <laughs> well, forewarned is forearmed. Let's go be metal as fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, he, he goes, just like really casual, just pops horns and walks, uh, walks past you and sort of like, like eyes Mel before he walks in to make sure he, you know, because he sees them, her and Olive walking past, make sure she's okay. Oh, she's still pissed at you. She's just. Oh, I'm sure. And then heads back in with you. Heads in with you too. Did Hyde? Hyde sits with you. Hyde's. Okay. Um, would it be all right if I talked to her alone, just for a moment? Do oh, uh, remember besties. Yeah, of course, absolutely. A girl time, absolutely understand. And he flutters inside that inside the tavern. pissed and you really don't want to be here and I'm really sorry that I brought you here but Esmond didn't do anything he was glamored to follow me 
everything that we think that made him a gross, disgusting creep wasn't him at all. He's just a fine, nice boy, and we need to find him, okay? So I'm just trying to do everything that I can to make sure that he comes home, and I'm so sorry that that, that may be something bad for all of us and that I did that to you without talking to you, but I need to make sure that he's okay because this is our fault. And maybe not necessarily in a bad way, but just like technically. How is it our fault? Because we didn't want to save him. We didn't know he was in danger. I know, but we didn't even ask. We didn't talk to him, we just threatened him. I mean, you, you seem to want to place an awful lot of blame on us for I'm not a bunch blaming of people us. who I'm didn't just know any better. That you we, just seem to want to be responsible for things that have really nothing to do with you. I'm just trying to make sure that we get through this for the right reason, and that is just to get Esmond, and we all seem to not want to do that. Well, you, you seem to not want to do that. Yeah, and because I, I just want to know, I wanted I, you to have all the information. So that I care about myself, and I care about you guys more than I care about Esmond Chong. That is an absolute fact, and I have no problem admitting that. But now we're all fucked trying to save this random kid. You yell at me, and you tell me that I'm wrong, and you tell me that I'm stupid, and you tell me that I'm impulsive, and you fucking disrespect me and dismiss me, and then you want me to fall in line. That's fucked up, Olive. It's fucked up. I'm just trying my best, just like the rest of you. But you all fucking look down on me. I don't think you're stupid at all. You're fierce, you're strong, you yell, you fight for what you want. Why would I think that you were stupid? I don't know, you tell me. I wanted you to be here. Because I trust you. Nobody, none of the other ones do. I don't think that's true. I think you're fucking looking at everything through rose-colored glasses. And I think maybe you need some glasses. Because clearly we all really care about you. That's such bullshit, Olive. Just fucking had it. But clearly y'all are gonna do whatever you wanna do. No, then this, this, okay, listen, listen. A lot has happened, okay? I'm standing in front of you. What do you want, Mel? Tell me. Because I'll listen. I want you to feel hurt because I want to listen. I want to hear you. I, I'm sorry that you feel that we don't treat you the same. I think we all treat each other the best way we know how. And that's messy and... and doesn't always work. But isn't it important that we're trying? I don't know how to explain things about my feelings in a way that you will understand because you clearly aren't understanding what I'm saying. So I'm just gonna stop talking and just fall in line, I guess. And if we're all gonna die, I guess we'll die together. I wish that you believed I understood. I think I do, but maybe I don't. 
Whatever. All I know is that I'm glad you're here. That makes one of us. And all of you are left alone. Outside. I just like stare at the dagger. And then I put it back and just say, well, it doesn't matter anyway. Looks like I'm here. And the door slowly creaks closed. The sounds inside being locked away and the sounds of the night echoing. I will add I will add a, a sleigh bell for you in post. Okay. Listen, well, here come Hans, here's the sleigh bell. Ho, ho, ho! Whoa! Whoa! Whoa there, my little reindeers! Let's stop and have a chat with these wonderful listeners! Happy holidays, wonderful listeners! And welcome to this, a festive holiday middle bit! Yes, that's right, it's your favorites, Colin and Jesse! Why, hello! I don't know why I did a voice for that. (laughs) That's okay. so festive. It's because I've got you with that bright, shiny red nose. Yeah. Oh. He's just dressed like a clown, though. We forgot that it was actually a holiday, so we have fun. Anyway, <laughs> hi, guys. Welcome to this, the middle bit. As always, we love you very much. I'm just saying that because I know that this episode has been going to some very, hmm, intense places. And uh, my good lovelies, it's going to continue beyond the door. Um, however, we are also going to have some wild fun and um, really kick this off. Uh, this little section of the story is a little bit of a play on what you might find in a more traditional Dungeons and Dragons-esque adventure. And I really hope you enjoy what we are throwing down. I'll be up front with you guys right now. Uh, I definitely thought this part of the story was going to be much more of a kind of uh, fun and fluff, adventurous, kind of uh, sandboxy fantasy adventure. Uh, And it turned out to be the most emotionally complex and narratively engrossing and um, character forward section of this story that we've experienced so far. It caught us all a little off guard um, with just how kind of intense and real everything got, which is fucking delightful. The more surreal the adventure gets, the more genuine and honest our players are. Uh, So as always, uh, I love you guys for sticking with us, and I love our players for being so willing and able to reach such interesting and innovative emotional places with their characters um they're all a they're all each a wonderful rock star in their own right we have a little bit of a holiday uh thing to put on your radar Uh, (laughs) this just in 
If you or your loved one would like to advertise on this show or any show on the Nerdsmith Network, you can go to Nerdsmith's website and purchase yourself a Nerd Alert. Uh, with the Nerd Alert, you basically get the opportunity to write whatever you want. And um, I'll go whole hog on this one. I will use funny voices. You can tell me what to do. I'll get real weird. As long as it's, you know, like... No, I don't even want to put any limitations on this. We'll pretty much read anything that you guys I want me to read. I, I mean, don't want to get subpoenaed. Okay, no subpoenas. Uh, I don't want to like incite any riots unless it's like a a, a dance riot. Yeah. Um, but no, like feel free to yeah. hop onto Nerdsmith, uh, get yourself a nerd alert, and let's go ham. Say uh, we won't be able to like, get them in before the holidays, obviously. But as the new year rolls around, if you want to wish your special someone a happy new year, perhaps a romantic Valentine's Day, or perhaps just a touch of the blarney once March comes around to all the other gingers out there, uh, we're more than happy to uh, help, you know, give your shout out a boost. Uh, you can also purchase Nerdsmith alerts uh, for any of the amazing shows on Nerdsmith, uh, which, as always, we encourage you to check out. Uh, please, as the holidays roll around, we are not going to ask anything from you guys, uh, except for the small gift of rating and reviewing us on iTunes or whatever you listen to us on. And perhaps when your family is all jib-jabbering around at that Christmas tree, you say, Hey, Uncle Scott! You should just c c close that mouth of yours and listen to this. Uh, experimental live play audio drama featuring five of the coolest teenagers you'll ever meet. There's a lot of swearing. It's perfect for your family at the holidays. From Jesse's mouth to your ears. That's the pull quote. Champions of the earth. Just for you and your fam this holiday season. Uh, as always, as we are passing this first year of doing this amazing show, um... You guys are the reason we do it. I hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, if you're with your loved ones, hug them tight. If you're not, we're here with you, and we hug you too. Love to everybody, and have yourselves an adventure. And the door swings open. Nico, Martha, and Huxley, what you see is raucous tavern. Filled with people, huh, I generously use the term people, of all shapes and sizes. On the stage in the corner, the music, I guess we'd call it, is cutting through the sound. There's a tall, seven-foot kind of insect man, green skin, with his twin arms like bows rubbing across his larynx, creating a kind of sitar-like whine as he scrabbles furiously against his own body. Next to him, a tiny red gnome is dancing backwards and forwards, pooping on a box that makes all sorts of crazy sounds, the two creating a cacophony uh, that fills up the space and gives everyone a jovial, glad mood. This is not a dower. Tavern, my friends, this is a tavern that is having a blast. There's reptile men in one corner, and another, a figure cloaked in shadow, craning to the other side, a cockatiel, wearing a fine velvet blazing 
And as the sights and sounds and smells waft over you, well, hello there, strangers, says the bartender, leaning over the bar, a lanky, long-necked creature with his face behind a wooden mask. Goat ears popping up to either side twitch as he looks you up and down. Humans? These are the, these are the humans! I haven't seen humans. Oh, I have no idea how long. Well, come in, come in. Sit down at a table, pull up a stool. What can I get you? Oh, thank you. Arthur like puts her hand on both your backs and kind of just like pushes you forward. Uh, uh, Nico kind of looks at uh, looks at uh, Hux, kind of looks at this big guy, kind of looks back at Hux, and he looks at him and like, this was your idea, man. What do you recommend? Like you said, it's been a long time since humans were here, so we're not really quite sure what's great on the menu. Oh, well, we've got a, we've got brambleberries, we've got a, a rabbit pie, we've got a, all sorts of nectars, uh, spritzers. Hey, what's a rabbit? Oh, it's a rabbit. It's kind of like a hoppity creature with a big old tusks on his face. You're saying it's like a frog with like tusks? Oh, it's more fluffy. At least it is until we skin it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have that. Alright, <laughs> how's your for the spine, young? Uh, Holy shit, that worked. Human? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, red, red human. Crimson. Great color, love it. Rabbit for the crimson human. Alright, absolutely. Uh, so, obviously, Payment in kind, of course. We just want to make sure what type of payment you're looking for. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, I mean, if you do eat the rabble or have a drink or whatnot, it's uh, customary to give us a little something in return. I mean, we are entertaining you, or we love a good entertainment. Absolutely. Well, these two gentlemen are top band members. Top band. Oh, yes. The uh, the uh, top human band, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Biggest band in humans. Our sleep schedule's a bit off. We were looking for a, a place to crash for a couple hours, too. Oh. That's something available here? Yeah, you can get the room for the boys and a room for the little lady. Uh, you're not uh, interested <laughs> in us uh, staying together? No, no, well, it just wouldn't be, wouldn't be right. We have uh, rules in this establishment, and sometimes if there's a little bit of a passionate exchange gets a little, well, some of the locals get a little um, hungry. And I would hate to put you in any kind of danger. That's fine. Thanks. We'll keep it in our pants. Where's Hyde? Hyde is on Martha's shoulder. He's kind of hopping around on, and he's actually kind of using your hair to like, kind of, you know, kind of not, you know, he's not exactly trying to stick out. Oh, she's gonna whisper to him. You're about as unwelcome here as us, huh? Well, there's some folks that I'd rather not see. Absolutely. Let's just all uh, work together and uh, watch each other's backs. <laughs> if you have a our table, we can, um, and it kind of snaps, and one of the tables in the back corner kind of pops up on itself. There's a few <laughs> people uh, kind of sitting around it. The table kind of pops, and they go, oh, 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 oh and they can see you. And they're like, yeah, okay. And they kind of just, yeah, give you the table. You're a sight. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a ripple that works through the bar as everyone kind of realizes, like, there's some, well, it's like celebrities just walked into the bar. Really? 
Uh-huh. Martha's gonna sweep the legs for hide. Oh, yeah, and he hops up onto your fingers. And she's gonna go ahead and put him on Huxley's shoulder. Huxley, why don't you see about the band arrangements? Huxley holds out a hand and is like, sure thing, babe. And then Martha takes it, pulls you in, and there's a moment she like locks eyes with you and then like kisses you on the mouth. Um, yeah, I'm gonna roll just- Oh, roll for kissing. I'm gonna roll. Watch out because passionate exchanges make them hungry. Well, don't worry, she rolled a three. So she kind of like bunks, bunks her teeth. So cool. uh, yeah. Uh, so I rolled a 14. Okay. That means you can determine how you feel about this. Huxley plays it pretty cool. And I think actually turns Martha half around. Yeah. And then like- She goes for it, but she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. And then you take over the situation. Oh, mm-hmm. Great, yeah. Don't wait. Don't you just hear what I said? It's been a long trip for my boyfriend. Guys, guys, guys. And I turned to my friends. They just wanted to get it out of the system. There's no more of that tonight. But like, you know humans, man. Also, totally necessary, proper rock and roll. All right, we'll take the table. And like Martha starts walking Nico towards the table. And she's like, good luck, Hux, hide. Yeah. Hux and hide. So Hux makes a meaningful look at the two of you like, both of you, more or less, and it's like, come on, bird, let's go, uh, let's go see what's what around here. I, I Nico turns to Martha and, and goes, um, just kind of excited. I think we're not like so much uh, something to be eaten as um, something that eats uh, here. People are like, I know this kind of energy. It's like being the good band at a show where all the other bands are kind of terrible. Like everybody looks at you, they're like, oh shit. Like, look at the way that they're looking at us. Look at that bird man. He's looking at you like you could hurt him. It's a fucking bird, man. Okay. This is crazy, Martha. Yeah, look. This is crazy. <sighs> Nico? Nico, look at me. How's the hand? I, I lift it up and it's a, I sort of can tell I'm kind of going on adrenaline because it, it looks bad. So, um, she, so she's going to start. Like unbandaged and swollen. She's going to start dressing it and then she's going to go, listen. What, like, like at the table? Yeah. Okay. This is our only chance to make some friends that aren't our current guide. Huck sussed it out before I did, but the person who charmed Esmond, who got him to this place thing in the first place, is the same person who left the note who wanted all those drawings of Olive. And then she's gonna cut a quick look across the room. Olive's not telling us stuff for a reason, but I think that root guy, he wasn't in on it. They're just like this. We can not necessarily make allies, but not everyone here is testing us or trying Esmond. I think, look, I know you want a superhero, but with magic, you've got to be sneaky. And uh, you've really got Nico's like gears thinking. He kind of like breaks eye contact and just sort of like curves over the side. And he goes, um, play it cool. Yeah, until... Let them think we're dumb humans. Let them think we're defenseless humans. And then we turn around and show them what we've got. And he looks back up at you and he's like, he's got kind of a glint in his eye. So less threats, more charm, more playing it stupid, she winks at you, more tricking them to think that our thoughts and our hearts are elsewhere and we can play this smarter. Uh, love the people in my life. 
think I'm a lot more stupid than I am. You're not stupid at all. And I'm sorry, <sighs> you're good at this. You're good at getting everyone rallied out. And I've done the math on this. If something goes wrong, you're the only one who's getting everyone out. You're the only one everyone listens to. In a fight, you protect the healer. The shield and the tank, they go down first, Nico. And in this scenario, it's the shield. You get what I'm saying? You have to get them out if something goes wrong. I get it. I get it. You have my word. They'll get out safe. We're all gonna get out safe. Yeah, I'm right. That's what I'm planning on. But I always like a backup. Martha, I know it's hard to recognize uh, when you've been alone for a long time. And trust me, I've been alone a lot. You got four backup plans. Thanks for earlier. I didn't mean to stomp all over you. I just... It's embarrassing, you know? Yeah, that was real embarrassing. And he just smiles at you really wide. Like, you got no... Nothing to worry about here. And he, like, totally gets it. Yeah, I guess... guess he would get it. It's another competition, Martha. She's engaged. And I kind of pull my hand back. My eyes go to the door, and I'm looking for them. Like, I, I'm waiting for her to come in. The bar. Okay. Uh, Huxley doesn't... Huxley's got to take a minute, more or less. So, like, we're going to take a lap. Um, and we've got, I've got Pied on my shoulder. Okay, so we're gonna work the room real fast. Uh, you know this place, uh, before we, before we got entertained, uh, tell me a little bit about, like, who here likes to party? Right, well, you, apparently you and the, and the ginger, dog. Uh, yeah, that's new. Uh, we were, uh, we were, we were keeping it kind of on the down low, but, uh, I guess everybody knows now, so. Well, congratulations, you know what they say about redheads. I do not! Oh, they're fucking lucky! Ah, uh, uh, oh, are they? Absolutely! Oh, you swear to God, you tell the truth. Well, I tried my best. Aha, uh -huh, okay. What do I know about this park? Yeah, well, yeah, who likes to party? Well, I'd say probably if they're here, they like to party. This place is uh, colloquially called the Giant's Rest. Uh, it's where uh, people are known to come and Pick up their heels a little bit, have a drink, maybe have a smoke, have a dance, a laugh. Because of that, it collects an unsavory collection of individuals. Um, you know, I haven't been here quite wide, to be honest. It's not exactly my scene, quite quiet, uh, but. He's looking at that hooded figure in the corner, more or less. Is he like drinking by himself or. Uh, or yes. they, are they drinking by themselves? They are drinking by themselves, Sells. black cloak up over their head, in the shadows, definite air of danger and mystique. Danger and mystique. Okay. Um, Huxley's looking for some friends. Dominating one side of the room, there's a big group of people. There's basically people listening to the music. There's people in the opposite corner kind of huddled around something you can't really hear, but the way the kind of hands are flapping and the, ah! Ah, wow. game like of some kind of game of chance, some kind of contest of ah. some kind. And then as previously mentioned in the other corner, there is a, a finely jacketed cocktail man. Uh -huh. Who is, is he a cocktail man or is he a cocktail man? He's a cocktail man. 
Okay. Like body of like a man, head, man of a head of a cocktail. Got it. I was thinking he was like eight. Like just like how the, that body that body is like large cocktail. Okay. Describe the body. Is it Hemsworthian? Is it, is it's it covered in like a Aracosa? <laughs> but it's like but it's like human. Like, is yeah. it like full like feathers? It's or a, is it like it's a, head? Sorry. Human body. <laughs> it is a fully feathered, oh. okay. humanoid body shape. Mm-hmm. You imagine that if you were to look under the table, you would see bird legs. Uh, and he's entertaining a whole table of probably the best dressed people. He's not wearing pants, he's just wearing a jacket. Yeah. I love him so much. He's like a Beatrix Potter character. Yeah, like, he's great. Uh, I love him. Uh, and he is entertaining probably the most stylishly dressed corner of the room. Right, cool. Um, obviously he turns to Hyde, he's like, those guys friends of yours? It's fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> No, ah, uh, that's beast jump. I try not to engage myself with that type. Uh, they're a little unpredictable, a little more uh, hungry for certain passions. I'm not as elegant and elevated as well as Huxley ambles up to the bar more or less. It's like, okay, check the scene out a little bit. Honestly, you've got a good, you've got a good musical act. So, you tell me, my my man, what do you, uh, what what do you want? What are you hoping for here? What is it that? Uh, what is it about this place that you would like to be a little bit more off the chain? Well, there's the house band. They're great, but I'm sure we would love a little something, you know, human. A little something that only you could give us. I don't even know what, what human music sounds like. Perhaps a, a jig or a reel? I'm not sure. We have a whole ability to make, I mean, we can get you pretty much any instrument you're really looking for, you know, with a little bit of our snaps fingers and makes a glittery rainbow. Glamour. Oh, I see. All you right. You just tell me what you need and uh, we'll get you on the stage. Go. At, at some point, my companion is going to need uh, the most brutal drum kit you possibly have. And then a, a, uh, a small stringed instrument, perhaps you have like a uke or a lute or, of course. you know, something somewhat... A ukulele? Perhaps, or yeah, you know, something yeah. just, yeah, uh-huh. all right, cool. Great. I can't believe I let you pick the instruments. This is amazing. <laughs> this is the greatest. <laughs> uh, he yells out, uh, maybe some bongos. Obviously, just obviously now it's just like sort of like guns, lots of guns, and basically, he- more or less. It's just like, what else can I like? What else can I summon from the Matrix construct? And he kind of claps his hand and goes, pause, pause. Out of a small little kind of door, um, at the end of the bar comes hopping out um, a mouse, a mouse purse, but still only about a foot tall, a little lady mouse. And she comes running over and she goes, yes, sir. It's like, oh, well, we're going to need um, the biggest drums we can possibly glamour up. It's uh, the most brutal. Savage drums, a ukulele or other kind of a Strummed instrument, a, a bongo, anything else, young man? And then let's just have some stuff like waiting in the wings. Also, like, what are, how are we for, how are we for, like, contained explosives and or flame? Uh, give them a radiant flame class two, three, and five. These are gonna work off, um, you know, your general kind of energy and why. I assume you have uh, some skill in manipulating flame-based energy. Uh, my, my, I got a guy for that. Fantastic, pause. Make it happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, I know. You got it. Oh, I'm aware. I just think this is a horrible idea. You're going to play the drums at the same time that you conjure fire magic. I'm really excited about this. And as the little mouse woman hops down the bar and disappears, 
the door once again opens. Uh, what are the odds of the Jägermeister while we're while we're wishing? No idea. What? Oh, you don't know what a Jägermeister is? No, what's a Jägermeister? Uh, stick with me, my friend, and someday you will learn. I'm gonna teach you human things. And the door opens, and so on her way in, Mel uh, desuits before she goes to the door, and is now inside. And gets the same reaction from everyone else. They kind of see another human. This time, not all kind of covered in this like metallic carapace, but like, oh, it's a soft human. She is definitely glaring, just in general. I uh, I bellow across the room, Mel. I'm like, we, we have a little table over on the side, right? And we, I'm sitting there and I sort of wave over. Uh, Martha and I are there uh, alone, right? Hides not with us, hides with him. Yeah, so we're there alone. I sort of wave. Come over. Do whatever you want. We're humans. <laughs> we're humans. And did you call that from across yeah. the room? I pointed at him. See? And a and big thing. They're humans. Yeah. No, but no one else cheered any kind of And Mel does not look at all placated by any of this. It's just sort of like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? I, I like, continue to gesture, like, come sit at the table. And she casts a hard glance over at Martha and then back at you and hesitates and is then, like, I guess goes over. And as she's walking over your eyes as you're kind of scanning the room, you also see that kind of shadowed figure. And you see a kind of dark black hand reach out with a black knife and kind of spin it on the table. Grab it. Definitely in reaction as you pass. In reaction to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I'm gonna stop and turn. Okay, so you have my attention. And the seat across the table from it kind of. Scoots out like it's been kicked. And she just kind of looks back over it. It literally gives a look that's like, I would rather sit here than sit near Martha. And I, I, um, I, I, yeah, Nico puts his hands up in kind of a shrug, like, the fuck's going on? She, she just kind of like puts a hand up and just like, just give me a second. Like, and, and, then, and then sits. Okay. A few moments later, the door opens and in comes Olive. Right before I enter, I'm just awkwardly standing because um, I'm still holding the dagger that Martha gave me. I, I stop before I go in and um, just sort of look down at my suit and then just think and then out loud, dagger holster? And like, I'm trying to like make a section of my suit here. Yep. Absolutely, uh, um, that's what you want on your hip. Uh, yeah, I want a... it hidden, so I want it like like almost like a garter dagger holster ah, under so my metal. You stick your leg out a little bit, and yeah. then around your thigh is a dagger holster that appears. Shake and <sighs> shakes it out and kicks in the door. <sighs> what? Oh, uh, is it five? Is there any more of you out there? I look behind. Don't think so. Well then, make yourself at home. Uh, scan of the room. 
check you, check you, check you. Okay, three different tables. Okay. Well, uh, Huxley's wandering. Huxley's wandering. We're, we're. Oh, you're we're not doing, at the table anymore. No, we are doing setup. We are, we're walking the stage. What can I get you? Um, some really nice beverages and one of your strongest beverages, please. Oh, I love this. All right, let's see here. Oh. That like really strong, like really good. Like strong as in like spicy? No, like alcohol content. Oh my. We can make something happen. And he uh, kind of looks around, he snaps his fingers, and uh, three glass tulips that are balanced on a single point kind of appear, and inside is a fizzy, a delicious looking fizzy drink that kind of smells like juniper. One solid kind of wooden tankard with just something, it's just kind of a oily sheen, kind of just, it's thick. We call this a salty griffin. It's just about the most alcoholic, dangerous drink that we can possibly serve anyone. I hope, uh, I hope you enjoy oh, now. Four more. Four, of the... No, 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 of the other one. Oh, the nice, uh, yeah, uh, a, a tulip spark. My friends are like me. <laughs> well, uh, we don't judge. Snap his finger and so now you have seven tulip sparkles and one salty griffin. At this point, like Thank you. Martha's gonna get up. I'm gonna go help all with the drinks. Do you want some help? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so I, uh, I I I get up and as we get up to go help with the drinks, I look down at the table and I point at it sort of awkwardly and I go, stay. <laughs> and. Uh, then Martha gives it like a pat. <laughs> um, and then turn. And as and as we're turning back towards Olive and heading across the bar, I say to you, go. Um, hey, um, like weird thing, but um, have you ever uh, like heard somebody's voice in your head that like wasn't your voice, like a friend of yours, but like they're like talking in your voice? You ever heard anything like that? No. Huh. She says, shaking her head. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. That's nothing. It doesn't matter. Mel, there you see a figure cloaked all in shadow, completely alone, spinning an obsidian blade. He was a human that did not come in with all the others, a bit of a loner. I can tell by the posture of your shoulders and the cant of your hips that you are <laughs> of a feisty disposition. That's uh, all a bit forward. Well. I am Shadra the Black. I am known for being a bit forward. Good for you. Oh, it has been so far. I can sense the delicious rage wafting off you. Like I smell? Delicious. I have seen every corner of this world kill things, big and small. But it's been rare that I've seen a human so emotionally charged. Perhaps share a drink with me. Well, that's not happening. I know what happens when you do that. Oh, you think you know a little something about our rules here? We are a tricky bunch. Those of us who call the Fae home. Would uh, you be interested in perhaps playing a game? Perhaps a game of questions? You ask me, I ask you. You can't lie, right? That all depends. If we're just having a conversation, oh my dear, I can lie like the best of them. Prove it. Okay, what's that? And I point at your... 
this is the obsidian blade. One slice of its edge will blind an opponent. <laughs> a truly devastating... Oh, you want me... It's a fork. My dear, if you do not believe me, let us make a different kind of game. A game of truth. Perhaps a deal. Here in our world, a deal is ironclad. We'll make it easy. Three questions. You to me and me to you. During these questions, we cannot lie. And we conceal it with a pact. And she draws the knife. And she's gonna go ahead and make a little slice along the top of her hand. Not full, not deep. Her blood kind of wells up a bright pink. Okay, Mel is going to pull uh, like a little manicure kit out of her bag and take the little tiny pair of scissors that comes with it. I'll, e- I'll use my own, thanks. And cut the little... And as you do, both wounds seal, leaving a white scar. And you feel it in your chest. Something kind of warm, like a bit of magic is put up. First question, what is your name? I have to tell you, right? Like, I can't lie. Mel. An excellent name, and I thank you for your trust. Do not worry. Names are not nearly as powerful as it's been led to believe that is one of the many tricks that we use to control the narrative. Your turn. Ask me a question. Okay. Names aren't powerful here. What is? Deals are what is powerful in this realm. And if you break one, well, woe be to you if the court finds out. My turn. I want to know what brings you here. The other four humans, really. And what is the team doing here? Is that your third question? Mm. No. My turn, then. Very well. I'm like, you can just tell that, like... Mel's just working every brain cell that she has because this is not really something that comes naturally to her. So it's just like a really long silence while she thinks about it because she really wants to get it right. What should we, as we humans, avoid doing if we want to leave here safely? Oh, well, there's a long list of actions you could partake in most notoriously do not come here in the first place. But now that you have, I would watch out for food and drink given freely. That is a one-sided deal that will catch you unawares. Always make sure that it is a reciprocal exchange. That is the only way to keep things clean and proper. I would be very wary of being impolite. If you don't say thank you, well, you might irritate the wrong person, and we have a very short temper among my kind. And lastly, I would recommend, well, staying away from anything that claims to be royal. We like fun down here in the fields, but in the castles, well, things get a little bit more cold-blooded. But I would recommend, beyond that, you just enjoy yourself. And trust your instincts. Well, I haven't done such a great job so far, but what's your last question? My last question? 
Why do you want to be alone? I don't. Really? When you walked in, you saw friends in every corner and yet you came to talk to me. I could sense it on you. Well, they're not particularly friendly right now. You're bound to them. They drag you along. I have been grouped with people like that myself. I find it distasteful. All of their ideals and their passions driving me forward. But I understand even better playing along while you must. And then, as soon as you don't need them anymore, Where you're coming from. Are you trying to tell me that you killed all your friends? No, I'm trying to tell you that I killed my adventurers that were dragging me down. The important thing is that people, the ones you surround yourself with, they foolishly open themselves to you. They'll trust you if you just give them a smile. It's so easy. And who knows how far they can take you. Perhaps I read you wrong then. I have been known to make a mistake or two, after all. Oh wait. No, I haven't. I'm never wrong. Perhaps you just do not realize who you are yet. Champions of the Earth is created and DM'd by Colin Kelly and produced and audio designed by Jesse V. Hill. Featured in the cast were Amanda Powers as Mel, Gina DeVivo as Olive, Marcy Campos as Martha, Jackson Lansing as Nico, and Jesse V. Hill as Huxley. Our original theme music is by Stephen Gizzy. Champions of the Earth is proud to be part of the Nerdsmith Network. Check out all the great content, podcasts, and more at nerdsmith.org. We are pleased to celebrate a year with our amazing fandom and have more live appearances, surprises, and announcements in store for 2019. From all of us at Champions of the Earth, we hope your holiday is an adventure. The good kind. See you in 2019. The secret word is overlooked. In a world that's forgotten the meaning of hero. We're not actually helping that much. It's like a cardboard box. It's all old and kind of ratty. Um, I believe there might be some mistake. I said proctor equipment. Yeah, no, this this is it. Bronze badge, lost and found. Here you go. Mm. <laughs> and the arrow didn't hit bone, so you can reuse it. Reuse the bone? We're looking for a dragon named the Scottish Plague. There's only so much that editing can do. <laughs> Is there someone else we can talk to? Nobody quite as cheerful as Robin. You mean they get worse? And more privileged, yes. Stone Coast Railway, Cal! <laughs> Come to Stone Coast Railway! Come on, Cal! He seemed excited by the prospect. He was, and then he found out that it devalues the painting, and that kind of broke his heart a little bit. His little heart a little bit. <laughs> yeah, how's that feel? Take that. Bad. <laughs> you can talk as bad? Oh, no! Was there, was there a joke was, in there, Cal? Yeah. No, you wanna, you no wanna, I'm fine. Do you want to take another swing at that one? Shenanigans. An actual play D&D podcast 
available on nerdsmith.org or wherever you get your podcasts.